morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Thursday, November 7th, 2019. And yesterday was fairly quiet inside the conference. A couple of games on the hardwood happened. Some season openers for two teams, Purdue and Ohio State. We'll get to that in just a moment. We'll start off with some football news. Indiana's got bull fever, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. They're embracing it, and they should be because the Hoosiers are going bowling. I cannot remember a time recently where Indiana's been in a comfortable position where they know that they're going to a bowl. Seven and two. Congratulations, Indiana. Your football team is pretty solid this year, and with that, they set up a bowl central for fans. And I think this is absolutely fantastic because obviously Indiana doesn't have a huge tradition of going to bowl games. And the fans, when they don't go to bowl games, they don't quite understand the traditions that some of the bowls have, what the history of these bowls are. And I think this is pretty neat. You don't really see it very often. And I think that Indiana's doing going about this the right way. I think Tom Allen's got all of the Hoosier fans really excited about the future of the program. Like I've said before, back-to-back, their previous two recruiting classes, not including this one, were their two best ever, one topping the other. And then on top of that, the facilities have improved. The play in the field has improved. You know, Indiana's got it tough because they are in the East. They're most likely not going to win when you're talking about the big dogs, you got the Ohio States, your Penn States, the Michigan. And what they're doing is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I, I think that Indiana has done a really good job of moving forward. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed, uh, to say the least. At 4-2 and two in the conference, 7-2 and two overall, the Hoosiers doing some things on the football field. Maryland lost a commitment yesterday, and unfortunately, cornerback Rashad Battle from Georgia will not be playing for the Terrapins next year. Uh, the young man decommitted. Uh, I don't think this is a gigantic loss. He hit a decent offer list, uh, but the nice part is that Mike Loxley had made some inroads in Georgia. Uh, his SEC tenure with the, being the offensive coordinator at Alabama definitely helps that out, but Anytime you get a commitment and then you see a decommitment, there's always concerns, and especially after the way that the Terrapins started their season. They were absolutely fantastic early on, and obviously they have hit a huge wall, and they've struggled to a 3-6 and six record with the looming Ohio State game this weekend coming, most likely putting them at 3-7 and seven for the year. The Bullsworth Trophy, they announced their watch list, and it's a gigantic watch list. Over 80 players are on this. The Bullsworth Trophy recognizes the best walk-on in the country, and the Big Ten's got some damn good players that are in this group. Start off with Indiana and their kicker, Logan Justice, Iowa's fullback, Brady Ross, Michigan's linebacker, Jordan Glasgow, 
one of the spectacular players. Another spectacular player is Michigan State's Kenny Willekes. He is a walk-on. I'm not sure if you knew that. But, yes, last year's Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year did not have a scholarship offer to Michigan State. Walked his way on. Pretty impressive for Kenny Willekes. Michigan, I'm sorry, Minnesota's defensive lineman Sam Renner, Nebraska's long snapper Chase Erbach, Northwestern's linebacker Chris Bergen, Ohio State's wide receiver C.J. Saunders, Penn State's linebacker Jan Johnson, Rutgers wide receiver Cole Murphy, and Wisconsin's defensive end Matt Henningsen. So congratulations to those players because not only do they help their team on the field, they help it off the field by not needing a scholarship. Pretty interesting to see all a couple of those names, you know. You're, you're looking at some guys that are really contributing. Uh, Justice, Glassnow, Willekes, Bergen is a big producer for the Wildcats. Pretty interesting to see all those names going on. A quick note on one game that I saw the times for being announced in week 13 the ohio state penn state game once again the conference is not putting their best foot forward they're putting this game at noon and i hate it absolutely hate it ohio state played wisconsin at noon earlier a couple weeks ago i didn't like that one either i'm pretty disappointed in the fact that the conference hasn't really pushed for their best game of the week to be in prime time. It just to me it just doesn't make a ton of sense. I'm not sure why the conference continues to do this. They're doing it again this week. Penn State and Minnesota. Not a night game. It's an afternoon game. Yeah, they've got the Iowa Wisconsin game, the other ranked game inside the conference at a three o'clock game. So technically it's like like leading into the night, which I like too, but there are no night games. There's no eyes at night on the Big Ten. I hate it. I don't like that look for the conference. I think that there should have been at least one game at night this week, whether it was the Iowa-Wisconsin game, whether it was the Penn State Minnesota game it didn't matter to me it's just I I don't like the fact that the conference is just kind of relegating the other conferences to night games especially when you want your teams to prepare the majority of bowl games played at night Big Ten championship game played at night doesn't make sense to me it just it really doesn't and I hope that the Big Ten does better going forward with this especially next year uh, when it, in the the stakes are higher. I mean, it it's ugh, it just bothers me. I just can't stand it. I want to see night games in the Big Ten. Yeah, the noon traditional contests are great. You can't move Ohio State-Michigan from noon. I'm perfectly fine with keeping that one there. Perfectly fine with the way they do it in the last week of the season where there are no night games. But I think during the regular season, aside from the last week, there needs to be night games inside the conference. The Big Ten has to be shown in a national spotlight. They just have to be. All right. So yesterday, like I said, a couple hardwood teams, Purdue and Ohio State, got their season started. They both got their season started on the right foot. 
Purdue looked impressive. I watched about half of their game, and you know, Matt Harms is a large, large man. 7-3, last year's Big Ten's shot block leader, was back at it again. Seven blocks yesterday. Seven. Matt Harms owns the paint. A good effort from him. Chipped in 16 points and seven rebounds. There's a possibility you might see a triple-double out of Matt Harms this year with blocks and rebounds along with points. Could be That could be one hell of a thing. A Jihad Proctor had a big-time game yesterday as well. Scored 26 points, added five rebounds, two assists, and a couple steals. Only one turnover for the guard as they start to find their way this year, the Purdue Boilermakers do, because they've lost one of their best players last year, or probably one of their best players in a very long time, and he now plays for the Boston Celtics, and I just think that, you know, when you, when you look at the landscape of Purdue basketball, they just they've they've done well and i think that you know you're you're looking at a team that could be very good at the end of the year i am talking really good and yeah you don't want to talk about last year's team too much and you want to move on but carson edwards was absolutely fantastic last year uh, big 10 player of the year and you just have to wonder how the transition's going to be. Well, Matt Painter sure had their team ready, and they looked good. It looked deep, not super, super deep. Uh, only played eight players last night, but I like what they're doing. I think that Purdue will be pretty damn good this year, a little bit underrated. Now going to the Ohio State game, uh, that one ended up 79-57 in favor of the Boilermakers. So going over to the Ohio State game, I watched this game as well. It was not pretty early on for the Buckeyes. It took them about seven minutes to score their first points of the season. And then it was a supreme struggle, a slugfest for the rest of that first half. It seems as if neither team really wanted to play because it wasn't like Cincinnati really got off to a hot start as well. They only scored six points in that first seven minutes where Ohio State struggled. It was a 26-19 game at half. You kind of figured that the offenses would wake up in the second half, and that's exactly what they did. Ohio State exploded for 45 points in that one, ended up with a eight-point win. It was close at the end. Cincinnati is a good basketball team. They are unranked. However, I do think at some point in time, the Bearcats will be ranked. They have a very solid team. Yeah, McCronin is gone. However, I still think that they're, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to be a solid basketball team. When you look at the rankings at the end of the year, I think the Bearcats are an NCAA team. They look like that to me, at least yesterday. Very competitive against a very good, decent a good a high level Ohio State team now Ohio State team that's not going to contend for a national championship they're not that good 
but a team that's good enough to make some noise inside the conference. Um, they're you know, just a tick under the top in Michigan State and Maryland. Uh, I think Purdue and Ohio State will be you know, on par pretty much similar. They'll have similar records to each other. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the Buckeyes played an NCAA team, and I think this win, albeit a home win, not a neutral site, uh, it'll be a nice little feather in their cap at the end of the year when the NCAA seedings come out and they realize that the Buckeyes played a very tough NCAA team in Cincinnati. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Go ahead and follow the website as well at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook, Two Cents Pods over there. Rate us, review us, share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. We'll talk to you tomorrow.